During crisis and economic depression, small business owners often struggle with making sales and keeping the loyalty of their people. Because if you ain't selling, it's hard to pay the bills. On the Ethical Sales Podcast, you will learn new ways to selling ethically and communicating with your people to create more loyalty and getting out of the rut of stress and frustration. When there is plenty of sales, there should be plenty of profits to keep things flowing smoothly and everybody be happy, happy, happy. Welcome back to another episode of the Ethical Sales Podcast with the Raber Twins. My name is Owen Schrock. I'm Elias Raber. I'm Matthias Raber. Today, I'd like to do the interview and interview the Raber Twins, dig into their life. Might be a little scary. Might be too much fun. I don't know. Let's start with this one. What's one of your favorite hobbies? Bow hunting. That's probably my very favorite hobby. It's challenging. It's difficult. I'm not attracted to things that are easy. Like, I love the challenge of taking my bow, climbing a mountain, you know, harvesting an animal, bringing it home, putting it in the freezer, and enjoy the fruits of the labor for the next year, eating good, healthy protein. Like, I love that process. It's one of the most difficult things that I do every year, but it also requires, like, it's a lifestyle. It requires discipline year-round of shooting, staying in shape. I do a fair amount of running. Just staying in shape for it. That's probably my number one thing I look most forward to of the year. I just like all of it, but I like the challenge the most in the mountains. I could say the same thing because I enjoy that, but I'm going to go a different direction and say fishing, fly fishing particularly, probably because it's something I can do almost year round. Uh, archery hunting is very seasonal. It's something you kind of prep for and look forward to in the fall and you do it for a few weeks or a month or maybe two months, and um, it's over for the year. And so fly fishing is something you can pick up and pretty much do year-round. I've really learned to enjoy that. I've really learned to um, enjoy the times in the stream, putting on a pair of waders and getting out there and and uh, watching the sun come up or watching the fog lift off the water, hearing the birds, watching the ducks fly right in front of you, uh, and then hooking into some beautiful fish. Most of my fishing, um, obviously, with the fly rods, trout fishing, and the colors on those fish are, in my books, the best colors of any fish out there. It's it's just great. I love and it. And one of the perks of fly fishing. I probably fishing, spend too much time doing it. One of the perks of fly fishing is you don't have to run to stay in shape to fly fish. No, you don't. You don't. Sometimes you have to fight the current. That That's, becomes a workout. You just have a good wading stick. Right. I like fishing as well. I do I do some fishing, do a fair amount of fishing. My um, second boy loves to fish. Austin loves to fish. Um, LaVon, our oldest, he is just turned 10 and like all he likes to do or the main thing that he loves to do is golfing. So I take him golfing a fair amount. I mean, we don't go nearly as often as he wants to go, but that's another thing that I enjoy doing with him is golf. And uh, so we go out and we spend some time on the golf course together. Um, sometimes I think it would be easier if they would both just like to golf or both just like to fish, you know, so it's like trying to make time to, to take both of them and spend time with both of them. But um, I, I really enjoy golf, you know. I started taking him when he was probably seven years old, and right away he was just like hooked. And he's actually pretty good at it for a little ten-year-old kid. He like, can get the ball down the fairway a little straighter than most people I like yeah. golf with. I mean, he's he rarely loses a ball. He don't beat. He don't. He don't put it out of there two hundred yards, but yeah, he goes but he, straight. Yeah, he'll hit it straight for one hundred fifty yards. I like to golf, but you know, golf to me is a social game. It's something that you go do with buddies. You'll never see me pick up my clubs and go by myself. I'll pick up my fly rod and go by myself. Five, six years ago, I started getting into some um, long-range rifle shooting, doing some builds and some things like that, and helped a handful of people put together rifles and setups to shoot, you know, a thousand yards. I really enjoy it, but I've kind of figured it out, so I've lost, uh, not that I've lost interest in it, 
but I've figured it out to the point to where I'm more intrigued by something that I'm still figuring out. Uh, if that makes sense as us as men, and we've talked about this in the podcast before is we tend to be the most intrigued by, uh, what we're learning, what we're still learning about. What was one of your hardest times or experiences in life? Probably this year. And the reason I say that is we've been super blessed in our business and every year we've had, we've had considerable growth every year in our business. And this year, if we end up at about 60% of last year, we'll be happy. And so it kind of makes you kind of have to turn into, into your own best coach and speak to yourself and tell yourself, it's okay. It doesn't matter. You still have food and you still have a place to live and you're still taken care of and you're not wondering where the money's coming and the bills are still paid. You're not scrambling for anything, but there's just not as much left over as there have been other years. For me, you know, it's that. And then we've put together a team of, of people and contractors. And so it also requires to have some harder conversations with people that are struggling right now. And so I think a combination of all that, I would, I would say this year has been as, as hard. And I think a lot of people in business for themselves equate with that. You know what? Some of, some people have, have had the opposite experience through this because their business yeah. doubled over these times because they just happened to be at the right place at the right time. You know, everybody sits at home and needs a new mini barn. And so the minibarn guys have just been ridiculously busy, you know, just one example. You know, it's really easy to kind of forget where we come from, but I go back in newly married, quit my job, getting started in business, being broke. It's really easy to forget those days. That was 11, 12, 10 years ago. Doing a house roof for a neighbor. You know, we were doing drywall jobs. Our business could be half of what it was last year, and we're still going to be in a way better space than we were those first couple of years. So just having the faith when we got started I look back when we got started, we had so much drive to make this happen. Like there was never a question in my mind whether it was going to happen. And I loved the process. I love, I still love the process and I loved it every minute. Those first couple of years, I mean, we didn't make a lot of money, but I made better money. We made better money than working for somebody. My wife and I, we started a family. We had our first child, like just the learning process of having children and the responsibility of it. It's a lot of work. We've had four children now and after about eight years is the first time that we've had, you know, children out of pampers. That's a big deal. <laughs> so, you know, there's a reason God, you know, God gives children to young families because we have the energy to do that. You know, it's been a, it's been a crazy journey over the last 10 years. We built a couple houses. We, you know, bought places, built a house, sold it, bought another place, built a house, sold it, built a business, had four children. We've traveled, I think almost every state in the United States. We've been to multiple countries, like it's a busy life. And uh, my wife and I were talking about it. And I'm like, man, you know, I think sometimes we are crazy, like juggling all of this, doing all this, but we love it. It's a crazy life and we really love it. Let's take a perfect day. What does a perfect day at work look like? Well, first thing, man, is getting up at 5.30, 6 o'clock. 6 o'clock, that's normally when my wife and I get up. We have a little gym set up in our house. I consider that work. That's part of getting in the mental place and we'll go to the gym together. I'll do my workouts. She'll do her workouts, but we do it together. That's fun. You know, we'll get up, we'll do that for 45 minutes and then we'll go take a shower and we make breakfast together. Like that's a perfect day. And usually by 7, 30, 8 o'clock, I can go out to my office. I can catch up on some phone calls, some voicemails, some emails. A perfect day for me is I get 20 phone calls. I get 15 phone calls. There's days I'll get 30 or 40. You know, there's days I'll get two. The thing I hate the most is boredom. Like I don't like sitting there thinking, okay, what am I going to do next? I don't do well. Like I actually don't rest well. You know, my wife and I were talking about this yesterday. I could never just lay on the beach and just 
like just lay there and do nothing. That's just not me. Like my motor is always running, you know, and she's like, I wish you could just relax more. I don't know. I don't do that that well. So a perfect day for me is a busy day. I love busy days. I love getting out, walking a couple of roofs, doing a, a lunch meeting, doing an afternoon meeting with a bunch of contractors. Like progressive days are my very favorite days. Perfect day for me starts at about nine o'clock in the morning. <laughs> no, you know, I, I'm kind of like, uh, was that guy Mark Keeping Lowry? Real, Comedi- huh? Comedian Mark Lowry says, if God would have wanted me to see the sunrise, he'd have put it, uh, what did he say? He'd have he'd he'd made it come up at lunch. <laughs> he would, yeah, because he says he, get, he, he gets up at like the crack of noon or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably a lot similar to his. I feel the best about myself uh, in contact with, with people when my phone's ringing and when I'm talking to people, when I'm being productive, you know, when I have things going on. Um, you know, when I'm going out and, and spending time with guys, uh, maybe looking at roof projects or helping guys bid roof projects or whatever it is, that's a typical day. A typical day for me, you know, I wouldn't say a perfect day, but a typical day for me is, you know, really my phone dictates my day. When it rings, I try to answer it and be there for the team and help them with whatever it is that they need. And, you know, the rest of the time I try to be present for my kids and my family and myself. Rapid fire questions. What is your favorite book? How to Win Friends and Influence People. Ultimately, my I've read it. I don't know how many times I've read through it or started reading it. Just love that book. I would say the same thing for me. I actually don't read a lot. I listen to audio more. And in most of those books, you can find them on Audible. What's one thing about you that sounds made up, but it's actually true? We're twins and we married sisters. I say that to people and that's a real conversation starter. Like they look at you like, really? And a lot of times when they meet us, they ask, are they twins too? Well, not. we're twins. We're twins. We married sisters. He has four children. I have three, and I could beat a golf ball into his house from my house. And our kids like to play right on our property lines because they don't have to ask permission yeah, to if we play can't there. Find the children like they're always on the property line. Well, no, we're we're on our place. Well, we're on our place, so it's kind of cool. It's fun. It's like one big family. I think a hobby or a side thing is important for the fact that. I think everybody needs something that they can do that takes them away for a while, takes them away from the stress of the daily grind, the stress of, of whatever it is that you do that is stressful. It's a way to rejuvenate yourself and put you back in the saddle. I know come fall, uh, we love to go out west and hunt. We've had the whole spring, summer, and into fall uh, working with people, talking to people, telling people uh, what to do here, what to do there, whatever it is, just running our business. And to come about that time of the year, you kind of feel burned out. You go out west and you spend a couple of weeks in the mountains. For me, there's nothing that puts me back in the saddle and ready to ride again more than that. Mm-hmm. Just getting away, leaving everything behind. And after two weeks of that, it's like, man, I really feel like going work in my business again. Yeah. And I think that's important. It gets your mind off of the stresses of your business or whatever it is that you're tied to every day. There's like a disconnect. You know, when I get my waders on and my feet hit the river and I get out knee deep, it's like that river washes everything away that was causing stress prior. And for the next hour or two or three, I'm just standing there and I'm just watching my float. You know, there's a disconnect there. You know, you were saying that you just love getting on the road traveling. Um, And we should do this interview back to you again. You know, it's that open road. It's that just it clears your mind. And I think it's super important that we all have something that just takes us away from the stresses that you face each and every day, something that you enjoy, that maybe you just do it for an hour or two. 
for me, I love to get out and run. I discipline, I should say I discipline myself to run because I don't love it that much. But when I get out there and after the first half a mile or a mile, then I'm just like, I really enjoy this. It just kind of takes you away. And, and often that's 45 minutes out of my day. And I feel at it. I'm at a different place when I come back than when I started like energy wise, just it's like your brain releases dopamine and it's like this little reward system your body has and it's good for you. It's healthy for you. About two years ago, my father-in-law went trout fishing with us for the first time. He's the kind of guy that I would class a workaholic. Maybe well, not a workaholic, just, he but just he can't say no. Right. He's, he's just too nice of a guy. He's a pearl, he which loves is a serving, servant, serving other is a servant kind of a person. Mm-hmm. And he just has a really hard time telling people no. And so he's very involved in the church. He's very involved in, in missions. Um, he's on the mission board. has been for years. And then, of course, he owns his own business. And so he just has a busy life. And he never really took time or had time for anything that he had that he would have said was a hobby. Uh, his hobby, as close to a hobby as you could get, was probably sitting down and drinking a cup of coffee and reading a paper or something. That was about it. And day in and day out and day in and day out. And you live that grind for years and years and years and your life just kind of becomes humdrum. I seen him get involved in some trout fishing for the first year or so. He just you know, used a regular spinning rod the last year or so. He's picked up a fly rod and he's become like a kid with that thing. He enjoys it as much as we enjoyed. He loves getting out there. And it literally gave him something that I would say is big enough in his life that it changed his life. Because now he has something that, you know, he looks really looks forward to on a weekend, going spending an early morning um, on the stream. And he has something that actually de-stresses him and, and allows him just to get away from all that grind of life. And I've seen it make a difference firsthand in his life. This Next week, we're going, spending a few days with uh, my in-laws. Every year, we go get a cabin and do something together. You know, he's pulling out the maps and looking at the maps and doing what they call blue line and where he's looking at the blue lines on the maps going, hey, is there any streams close by we can go drown some flies in? And it's great. Yeah. It's really cool to see. My mother-in-law yeah, said, I've never seen him be like this with anything. And it's cool. And I think it it just shows the importance of having something in your life that you really enjoy to do, something that you can look forward to that takes some stress away from you, puts a breath of air back into your into your lungs to where you're just you're ready to get back at it. I really think it makes a difference and it's important. We would love to get some feedback from you. Just take your phone, record a voice memo, and email it to support at leadermindedcom What did you like about this show? What would you like to see change about this show? What else would you like us to talk about? How else can we help you? Again, just take your phone, record a voice memo, and email it to support at leadermindedcom Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts. This episode was hosted by the Max Potential Podcast Network. Find more great shows at maxpotential.com.